You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. My name is Angie. I'm your host today. And in the studio with me is Mr. Mark Berg with Revive Ohio. Hello again. Hey again, Angie. We are continuing into the second week of talking about good works. And today, I love this. Our subtitle is Ordained. What are we ordained to do? We're ordained to do good works. We're going to open this up. Let's go ahead and jump into Scripture and start talking about it. We are going to begin in Acts chapter 10, verse 38 today. And of course, we all know and we would all affirm to the fact that Jesus himself was ordained. That means called. He was called to do something, and he did that. And here's what I want people to know, because everybody knows Jesus healed people. But did they also realize that Jesus did good works as well, and he ordained them? Mm, nah, that's what I want to see. it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Mm. So the proof was that God was with him, and God ordained him to do these good works. Yeah, amen. And that's what he did. And then that reminds me of uh, Matthew chapter 4, uh, verse 23. Now Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought him all people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. So what you're saying is... Even Jesus did good works. He did. And he can't be motivated by his love for himself. Like we talked about last week, that we're motivated by God's love for us, for Jesus' love for us. That's why we go out and do good works. But Jesus is the guy. He is. <laughs> so, He's the man. <laughs> so what is he motivated by? What is Jesus motivated by? Okay, maybe the love for us, right? Right. But he actually did good works. That was part of his ministry. And there was no getting to salvation with him because... Ultimately, he was salvation. Right. So we have to kind of look at this and say, why did he do it? Why should we do it? Well, that's exactly right, Angie. And you know, the interesting part of that is even every false religion identifies Jesus as a good person. Mm -hmm. And they identified him that he did good works. Well, there you go. He healed people. Yep. Well, here's the ordination call. Here's the call. Uh, this is out of Luke chapter 4, and starting in verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And this was the call as was written and prophesied by Isaiah in chapter 61. And this was the fulfillment of that prophecy right before them. And these are all of the things that Jesus himself was ordained to do or called to do. And he said, this is fulfilled right now in your sight and in your hearing. And I can understand this. This is what he did. This is what he was ordained to do. But how does this relate back to us? Do you have a scripture that kind of brings it home back to us? I do, Angie. 
This is Mark's gospel of the Great Commission, and his account of that, starting in chapter 16 and verse 15, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, here's the proof, right? And he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Okay? The same thing Jesus is saying. These signs follow Jesus, proof of God's ordination on Jesus, the calling of him, and what he was supposed to do on earth. And Jesus himself now is saying, these signs will follow those who believe, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is the proof or the ordination that Jesus is ordaining his disciples, the people who follow him, the people that believe in him. Which is us. That's us. Now, I know he was actually speaking to the actual apostles that were sitting in front of him. Correct. But this is for us as well. It is, because if we believe Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, yesterday today, today, and, and forever. forever. Right. And so if that's true, then what he spoke to the men of God, the women of God at the time, he wants to speak to us today. Of course, that's confirmed in Acts chapter 2, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Wow. Right? So listen, I know this is really, this is a lot of scripture, but we actually recorded a testimony before this where Pastor Mike kind of went over a lot of this yeah. and he really taught it so well. You and I were kind of amazed and said, well, let's just let Pastor Mike teach it because yes. <laughs> he did such a great job. Very, very So good. we're just going to go ahead and take what we've just said and we're going to hand it over to Pastor Mike and you can listen to this and you can get the teaching straight from him because we were, we were kind of sit here with our jaws on the ground. So let's go ahead and move over right now to our testimony. Hello, this is Mark Bird. I am pleased to be joined today by a new friend of mine, Pastor Mike Ertle from Faustoria, Ohio. Pastor Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, and today I'm excited because we are going to talk about something that has been talked about a lot, honestly, because there's this question mark or this sort of gray area or like a, a not knowing where the line is between serving Christ and accepting Christ by faith and then good works, because there are several people that teach that, you know, you have to do good works to get to heaven. And that, although that is not the case, we don't believe that good works get you to heaven, but yet there is something about letting the love of Christ produce good works in you. And so, Mike, would you be willing to share your heart on love of Jesus producing good works in our lives. Uh, absolutely. I grew up in a tradition, if you will, a denominational system that was based on good works, granting grace and entrance into heaven beyond the cross of Jesus. From the Word of God, we understand that uh, all grace is poured out through the cross, um, and a believer has that grace the moment they turn to Christ in repentance and faith. And so I grew up a little bit confused um, in that tradition. I never felt that I was doing enough good 
And even when I tried to do enough good, I ended up coming out on the wrong end of the deal. Therefore, when I came to faith in Christ, it was such a relief to understand from the scriptures that we are saved by grace through faith, not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Of course, that's in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. But it goes on to say in that verse, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So we are saved by grace. But Christ Jesus, who's the Savior of all men, he ordains good works for us to walk in. And because I really need to express this scripturally rather than by my own ideas, we can remember from Jesus' own words in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, that we are called the salt of the earth, we are called the light of the world. And in that passage of scripture, Jesus says, therefore, let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So I think that for evangelical Christians, for those who would maybe even call themselves born againers, there is an uneasy tension at times because we feel that, you know, it's all about grace, but we, ought, we know that God has put something before us for his own purpose to reveal himself further. And that those are the things that we call good works in my life. It has been a wonderful blessing to know that not only do I have a profession in Christ, I have a belief in Christ that brings me to a place of understanding, conviction, repentance, and faith, but that in me, there is a pre-programmed system. There's a DNA. It's the very presence and life of Jesus. And through me, he is desiring to walk out his own works in my life, whatever those may be. Of course, we know that they'll be scriptural, but the Christian's venue is to submit themselves to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, as he does these good things in us. And my personal testimony in that, it is often in the times of deepest conflict, when our identity in Christ is being attacked by the enemy, when we, we, we normally wouldn't be looking for good works, that we are in a situation where we begin to see with the eyes of Christ and we move according to his spirit and we end up doing something that Jesus would have done or is doing through us. And what a blessing it is because it's part of our identity in him. We were created to do supernaturally awesome things that show God's love to the world and glorify Jesus uh, for what he continues to do in us. Makes perfect sense, Mike. I, I really appreciate that. And as we dig in a little bit deeper to those thoughts, Mike, I think that I could echo that 100% and beyond. And, you know, it's interesting because Jesus said that greater works will we do. Right. He, he introduces the Holy Spirit to his disciples and then turns right to them and says, and by the way, greater works will you do. And it's amazing because I could just imagine being a disciple and going, well, what do you mean, Lord? I saw you raise the dead and, you know, cast out demons and all the things. And yet Jesus said, you know what? And greater works will you do. That blows my mind, Mark, because, I mean, we were talking about how we should be motivated to love people because Christ loved us first and forgave us first, you know, all that. But I never thought of it the way Pastor Mike just laid it out, that 
he wants to continue to do things in our lives to show himself. And so are the good works we're doing are actually an extension of who he is. Right, Mike? I'd have to agree completely with that. And I, I would say to you that the good works that he wants to do in us, we, we also, we, we don't want to undersell them or see them from a human perspective. Look, it's wonderful to help old ladies across the street. And I've trained my sons and daughters. If you see old ladies help them across the street, do the little things that are necessary to assist in being a good neighbor. The works that Jesus speak about, it, it, it runs the full gamut, though. A person needs to look and study the life of Christ to see how Jesus behaved. Sometimes the good work is taking a brother or sister aside who is in need of correction, and in God's spirit with boldness and love, correcting them for an error. Sometimes that may be laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. As we've had people from Fostoria go out with revived teams, for me, laying hands on the sick and praying for them to be healed is something that has been ingrained in me from my earliest Christian experience. And God has been, has been wonderfully awesome and blessing uh, to heal people, physically heal them without any intervention from doctors. But when we come to Revive Ohio in Seneca County, we saw people in our individual congregations who witnessed God's supernatural power in their effort to simply lay hands on the sick in the street and see them recover, seeing cancers healed, uh, knees being healed, uh, people delivered um, from demonic strongholds. I mean, it's a, it's an awesome thing. So we want to make sure that when we talk about good works, we're not underselling it and trying to put a nice Christian face on it from America. The good works that God does through us, they are powerful, powerful testimonies of the glory of God. And if you just have a second, I I'd like to share two passages briefly. Um, it's interesting in Philippians one, six, Uh, The Lord uh, speaks to us through Paul's pen. He says, for I am confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus. And when we see that passage, that good work is to perfect us becoming more like Christ as we yield to the Holy Spirit who is in our lives. And so God is going to continue this idea of our lives being a good work that more and more shows the power of Christ, the love of Christ, and the grace of God. But if I may go just a bit further, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, uh, it says that God is at work in us for his own will and to do his good pleasure. So it's not us actually doing the works. I want to make that clear. It is us yielding to the Holy Spirit as he leads us into the very things that Jesus did. And that's the wonderful thing for us to look forward to here in America. I believe we've kind of maybe gotten it wrong a little bit where we go, oh yes, these things and greater will we do in the name of Jesus. That is absolutely true. But if you look at all of the outreaches that are going on all over the country, many of them are giving material things to people, which may be necessary and even good and right but we're still losing the battle for the testimony of Christ. And that's because God does good works that are unmistakably him. You cannot get it wrong. It is God. It's 100, 100% the power of God in ways that Jesus did miracles, signs, and wonders. 
I hope that makes sense. Mike, it makes perfect sense. And you know what it reminds me of? The very fact that uh, it's not the signs and wonders that we chase. Like we're not after the works in and of themselves. We're after the person of Christ. And Christ himself teaches us how to do good works, right? And so I'm always likening this to sharing the gospel because you can go out there and you can pray for healing for a body, right? But I'm reminded of the story when the friends lowered the man down through the roof where Jesus was preaching. And they said, this man is in need of physical healing. But what is the first thing that Jesus did? Forgave him of his sins. And so he healed him completely. He gave him salvation first. And what I want to make sure that we're focused on, and you're hitting the nail on the head, Mike, but I want to make sure that we're focused on presenting the gospel that is able to save them to the uttermost, right? And God will also heal them a spirit, soul, and body. He will heal them completely. But I love it because good works are something that the love of Christ compels us to do. But I want to make sure that we know, like you described so beautifully, Mike, that it's not good works that saves us and it's not good works that we chase, but it is good works that God ordained for us to do. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I think this, there's a passage in Scripture that gets uh, wildly taken out of context because um, of its position. And it's in, it's in G- Jesus' great commission to the disciples in Mark chapter uh, 16, verse 15. He says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes, believes and, and has been baptized shall be saved, but he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who have believed in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it won't hurt them. They'll hands on the sick and they will recover. Now in verse 20 of that passage, it says they went out everywhere preaching the word of the Lord and the Lord worked with them, confirming the signs. See the good works that, that Jesus talks about, and it, it's not always a divine healing. It's not always a demon being cast out. Sometimes it's not always a, a powerful sign. Sometimes it is the manifestation of God's love to somebody who is so hardened in their soul that they can't even begin to think that somebody loves them at all. And, and there are a lot of people in our culture and society that are like that. Probably there's a predominance of it. They just hide it very well. And so as we go out and we ask someone if we can pray for them, I don't think people understand how powerful it is to have somebody who has no stake in your life say, hey, can I pray for you? Especially when that person knows that if we're a Christian and we identify ourselves as such, they know we're going to be talking to the one true God. Mm. And let's be honest. Atheists are intellectually dishonest. Everyone knows that there is one God. Everybody does. The scriptures tell us that in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 23, and I'll save reading that for you. The reality, though, is this. As we move forward and we invite people to, uh, to Christ, as we, as we say hello on behalf of Jesus, I like to tell our congregation that oftentimes. When we do that, we are literally saying, God loves you. And we are literally praying, we are going before the God of heaven to ask him, to meet a need on their behalf. And an interesting thing about the works of the Lord, and I described this earlier, but 
the Lord Jesus tells us in John 14, verses 15 through 23, he says this on more than one occasion. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And we know, of course, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbors, yourself, you know, those are the first and second commandments, and they're, they're wonderfully important. If you don't get that one right, you can't do anything else. But we also know the commandment in the Great Commission to go, as well as in Mark 15 or 16, 15, where it says, go into all the world. So in our going, God, when we faithfully preach Christ and bring the gospel to people, he works with us in the same fashion that he did in Acts of the Apostles, in the same way he, he behaved in the Gospels. And it's an interesting thing that as you are speaking to someone and going with the intention of revealing Christ, and you may not get the full Gospel out, but if you are there with the intention of glorifying your Savior and loving Jesus, he will drop into your heart other miraculous giftings like a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. He'll give you an understanding sometimes of that person's life. And when you speak that, they're blown away and they know in the moment that God does exist when we take ourselves outside of the building and we train our brothers and sisters in Christ that it's not about stuffing people inside our buildings. It's about bringing Christ to those who do not know him yet we automatically open up a channel for God's grace and his love and power to come forward. And then good works are as easy as breathing because they happen repeatedly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Pastor Mike. And I just want to wrap up with a scripture in Acts 10, 38. Uh, This came to my mind as I was listening to you, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And that's what I hear you saying, exactly the same thing. And that's exactly what Jesus modeled. And he did good deeds, right? Everybody is totally aware of that. And if you talk to anybody on the streets about Jesus, they heard about the good that he did while he was on earth. And so, Pastor Mike, thanks for joining us so much today and sharing your heart and sharing the the practical side of this and walking our faith out and you have been listening to time to revive thanks for listening to time to revive this show has been brought to you by shine fm and revive ohio more information about this program at shinefmohio.com the shine fm podcast network